right. Hey, everybody. Alex Shaw with your Risk Matters podcast. I've got an uh, awesome guest here today, Lance Pritt, alongside my my steady shotgun rider, Jimbo Redmond. Jimbo, how are you? And Lance, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Jimbo, yeah. how are you? I'm, 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 do I'm doing the same. Just uh, honored to be a guest on your show, Alex. <laughs> Don't put that on me. We're co-hosts. Um, so Lance, you're you're uh, hopping on the the call from your truck. Uh, you mind? Uh, where where are you now? What what part of the, are you in Virginia? Yeah, down in Virginia, around Chase City. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I have to put a plug in at Chase City. That was the first account that I work work with Johnville Manufacturing, that manufacture the blue jeans. Oh, now, is that right? They are long. They are long since gone, but uh, that's a small world. Yes, it is. That's one of Jimbo's favorite stories about John Bill. Um, <laughs> so, Lance, uh, man, thanks again for taking time this morning. I know you got a bunch of guys running around, got your crew started, and um, taking this Zoom from your truck. You mind sharing a little bit about who you work for? And and we just love to hear some of your backstory. Oh, absolutely. Uh, superintendent for Canal Stone. Um, been here roughly <clears throat> five years. Uh, started from uh, the survey side and ended up pretty much hitting on every every level between then and uh, survey labor equipment operator foreman and here I am now. So what uh what was your backstory before Canal Stone? Were you and what does Canal Stone do um, typically? What's a typical job look like for you all? Well, I mean, we do uh, our backbone is uh, the mass excavation, any any type of grading work, um, utilities. You know, we've got a couple bridges going like that. Just about you name it, and I'm sure we can handle it. So you've got a you listed off a laundry list of of skills and um, and and assets that you bring to the table from from your from your experience so where where did all that start where did operating heavy equipment and tell us a little bit about where you're from and and how you got into that world well i uh i'm from monroe county west virginia um grew up on a on about a 500 acre farm always uh look forward to running equipment tractors anything anything that involved the farming scene and uh just kind of never really got away from it. I was uh, in the Marine Corps from 2009 to the end of 12 and mm. got it, fell right into, into a position here with Canal Stone. Wow. So when you, uh, what, was the, what was the most challenging obstacle when you started working with heavy equipment um, that was not on the farm? Because setups are, can be very different depending on the piece of equipment the year is made and the and the brand you're using so what were some of the kind of funny funny obstacles you ran into well the the biggest obstacle would have been uh as a labor standpoint and surveyor you know you always typically want to run the big iron right and, and you know it takes time and you know we try to do it where you see every point of the job you know you're on the ground you know once you advance you're in a piece of machinery you know but you have to wait until you're qualified and, and you know everybody say okay this this guy's uh right where he needs to be let's you know put our eyes on him and and you know train him accordingly but uh 
no other other than that man just uh the whole safety side of things just <clears throat> just got to stay focused you know there's there's am fm radios and a lot of these uh pieces of equipment we have out here but you know it's all nice but at the end of the day you know you have to stay focused on on task that's for sure so what you're saying is on the farm you grew up there wasn't a safety program no not at all <laughs> <laughs> so who uh who who coached you and taught you along the way how to use that equipment and get get you comfortable with it and and on a farm that size i'd imagine you're from a young age working with a lot of different people tell me a little bit about those relationships and, and who really coached you along the way right well my uh my dad actually you know was a um is a big hit and still is today um he you know coached me through the farming side of things and then you know when i started with canola stone paired on we uh we worked together and he was actually the survey party chief that i worked under and uh, from from that point on, I, I jumped out and uh, Brandon Wills had really taken me under his wing and then showed me the ropes. And <clears throat> we're still kind of kicking that same thing here today. But uh, dad, he's a, a surveyor for us for Canal Stone. He's been here for a little bit and we're still just kind of learning every day. Hmm. So how many guys, um, at, where did you start? when you came to Kanawha, you mentioned foreman, did you start as a laborer and tell me about the progression and, you know, what you learned, what the challenges were along each of those stops. Well, I started out, like I said, I started out surveying and uh, ended up starting with laboring, pike ditch, anything like that, and steadily come up, started running equipment a little bit here and there and, and just kind of really wanted to see the main, the, kind of like the management side of things that was more of a drive for me than anything I wanted to you know to be a part of the um the team in that in that perspective so when you first started how many how many folks I guess for the lack of a better term uh reported to you and and now how many folks on a on a typical day report to you uh when uh Working foreman and stuff like that and being a foreman, usually about anywhere from, from five to ten. And now we're we're right around 30, 40, somewhere in there. And, you know, depending on the project we are and, you know, we're on at the time, could be more. But uh, usually usually about 30 some. And do you, uh, do, you court, do, you, do you quarterback one job site or do you, you know, supervise multiple job sites and multiple crews at how does that how does that look typically right right now uh, i'm on two different projects but we got uh, we got a handful of awesome awesome foremans and you know they really make my job easy but uh for the time being two jobs usually but uh depending on the size of the project it could only be one okay what did what 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 did the military teach you about your job current job if anything well, one thing that, that, that I really, really look forward to and, and I hold to the to my focus is respecting, you know, kind of like a rank system. You know, everybody's worked super, super hard for, you know, the position they're in. So, you know, that's 
part of structuring in my mind, but uh, I think it, it works really, really well when, you know, you put that in your everyday life in the field. And, you know, obviously when I'm calling in to the, to the office, you know, I expect everybody's position and I learned that from the, from the military. It's funny. Awesome. So, so I was listening to a podcast the other day um, with a guy, Kyle Carpenter, who Medal of Honor recipient, Marine and, um, hearing his journey and how, you know, boot camp basically rips you up and tears you down. It's not a matter of when you're, you'll, you know, if you'll break, but when, um, yep. all for the greater good. And it, those types of hardships can break you down, but I would imagine also help you elevate beyond where maybe you'd be capable of doing so on your own. And it, the corollary to me is you guys, you know, I've been out to job sites where you guys have, well, one, I, I have to say impeccably, impeccably clean trucks, which when you're rolling around in the clay, I'm not sure how that's possible, but you guys do a great job of it. Um, but you guys are outside a lot. I mean, you guys are in tough conditions. You know, there's inclement weather. A lot of y'all are, are working, you know, far from home during the week. And uh, mm-hmm. so tell me a little bit about some of the, the challenges, the hardship and, and how you lead folks you got 30 or 40 guys with all their different stories you know personal issues you name it we all we're all messy and we all bring our own mess to the table when we come to work and that's a a big job to to handle that how do you help build the team and and manage that well and 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 it's like this you know every day we come out here you know everybody has a job right and 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 the the key to the the success i believe on you know our crews is you know we respect everybody's position and you know a lot of these guys are away from home uh they're missing home some of them you know push through the weekends stuff like that you know and as you go on you know the there's stuff that weigh on the men right but when we're working this close together day in day out we're obviously seeing you know everybody in the field more than we are our own so a lot of my guys are, are, are super open to me, you know, that if they've got any, anything going on, I'm, I'm open ears all the time. I, I love to, to listen to the guys and, and help them in any way, you know, because it's, it's difficult from, from day to day. You know, you got somebody out here that's usually talking that that's kind of quiet and like, you know, you got to roll up and cheer them back up, but no, every, everybody, out here respects each other and that's one thing that that we hold tight to you know everybody's opinion and ideas you know it comes together and nobody nobody's on anybody really but uh, all ideas are good ideas and you know when you involve the whole team in any of the situations we might you know encounter I feel like you know the more ideas the more people are being proactive with the situation it's it's just part of a little key to the success side what 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 uh what what taught you along the way to be so respectful of of everyone's ideas and opinions because your industry is full of people who sit in in your chair and and think that the only idea that matters is their own (laughs) and so it's just kind of refreshing to hear your respect for you know taking in a lot of different opinions and um well and 
<clears throat> a, a lot of it comes from, you know, I've been around the guys that's, that's, oh, well, you know, there, there is only one way to, to peel an apple, right? We, you know, I like to listen to, to the other side of things and, and it makes it, it makes me excited when the guys take it upon themselves, they look outside that box, you know, if we're doing this and they call me up, Hey, you want to come over here and take a look at this? I think we can do it a little bit quicker, you know, regardless of, I might be over here taking care of this, but everybody's, you know, thinking outside the box and, you know, being proactive with it is, you know, it's led us in, you know, great ways. It's not, uh, like I said, no idea is a bad idea. And, you know, there are some ideas that we toss around as a team and say, okay, well, with so-and-so's idea, my idea, and, and whatever, we're going to kind of unite them all together and, and push forward with it. So it's, it, you know, I'm, I could come out here any day and not really know the situation, just put quick eyes on it and be like, well, we're going to do it this way. And somebody's been, you know, in the dirt right there for days be like hey man I, I just don't think that that's the best way and i'm you know i'm i'm all ears you know the the agenda at the end of the day is to get it done as quick quick fast and safe as possible so yeah that's right. uh, i think that type of approach is makes the most sense but i think people struggle with it a lot because it puts you in a vulnerable position you know people people you know the worst parts of us can really latch on to weakness we see in others. And particularly when you're in a crew like you guys are in where you're out there together all week, you know, away from home, you got a lot of personalities, a lot of opinions, a lot of ideas and, and showing weakness, or I should say rather vulnerability through allowing for openness of exchange of ideas instead of saying, Hey, I'm the, I'm the, the tyrannical dictator, if you will. And I've got the best idea and what I say goes, that, that I think is a bit easier to do, but maybe doesn't get you to the end that you'd hope for long-term, you know, short-term, that kind of leadership can work out, but you see morale issues and crew breakdown with that kind of thing. And I just, I just wonder where you got the willingness to be, you know, it's, it's not in vogue to talk about it this way, but to be vulnerable enough to say, man, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I got all the answers because that, that's a right. tough, that's a tough leadership position to take. And, and, and absolutely. And <clears throat> what, what success that, that we find in it is, you know, when, when you're listening to the guys and, you know, we've got some, we got an awesome team out here. Right. And as we go down this road and we're doing, you know, all these different tasks, these solar farms, whatever it may be, you know, everybody's got a little bit of, of uh, education in all this different stuff. And when you combine it, you know, we got a super awesome team, right? But if I don't have the time to, to take to, you know, run up and check on a guy that's got an idea, I feel like, you know, after a certain amount of time, he'll just kind of lock up, right? And mm -hmm. if there is a way and he sees it, he's not going to feel comfortable telling me. He's just going to be like, you know, he said to do it this way when the company's losing money. You know, it's – I just look at it like any way we can speed up, make the task easier and, and – run across that checkered line, you know, that's the way we're going to, we're going to push forward. That's such an interesting perspective coming from a guy who served in the military where it's very much a, a hierarchy of order, you know, where you don't, you, you don't provide your opinion. And well, I suppose you don't provide your opinion until, unless it's asked for. And 
you listen to enough of military guys who've been in leadership positions that, that maybe that sticks out is that those guys who seem to be the most capable and impressive and accomplished um, and beloved by their teams are the guys who are vulnerable enough to say, Hey, tell me what you're thinking in this situation. So there is a, there is a parallel. I think that a lot of people think of the military as kind of a, a hierarchy where you don't ever second guess and you don't ever challenge and no ideas of open, you know, open exchange of ideas takes place. But it, I think that'd probably be in the worst case, but in the best case scenario, exactly how you're articulating how you manage out there in the field today is, is how it's designed there as well. Right. And, and, you know, it's to make this ball go around, you know, we, we need all four legs on the table and we, when, you know, we cut one out, you know, it starts to rock the ship, you know, so we keep everybody reeled right in where we need to and, and we respect everybody and it's, it just makes for a, for a nice, clean, safe day, man. It's just, it's a, it's a rhythm deal, you know? Yeah. Tell, tell me more about it. Is it Brandon Mills or Brandon Hills? I, yeah, I'm, Brandon. So what, and, and you cut out there, what was his name? Brandon Wills, W I L L S. So you mentioned he, he kind of brought you under his wing and helped you come along. What were some of the ways that he treated you and, and coached you along the way that, that were meaningful to you that, that really helped, help mold you into, you know, contributed to, to who you are, who you find yourself as today. Right. Well, a, a lot of the, <clears throat> the way that, you know, is a thing with him is he respects everybody the, the same, you know, you could be running a dozer, whatever it may be. And, and something happened and, and you jack something up. Right. And he might come over and get up on the track and let you have it. But after he lets you have it, he's going to tell you he loves you. Right. So it's, it's a respect thing, you know. He's just pushes you along. He he gives he gives you hope if that you know if that makes sense. It's it's part of a you know he's operations manager now. I'm I'm constantly talking to him throughout the day and and you know like I said I don't know it all. Um, never will we'll learn every day. But you know he's he's respectful. I can call him. Same thing with my guys. If I've got an idea. And I call him, and it might be completely absurd. He's not going to tell me that it's all just. So sounds like y'all have really good lines of communication in your organization. And absolutely. How how do you compare that to other places that you've been? Because it just seems like y'all really do, you know, one respect ideas, communicate, value opinions, keep lines of communication open, and and. Um, I mean, even to the point that Alex was telling me that, that you guys have like uh, these uh, boom antennas on your trucks so you can keep in communication when you're out in places like Chase City that don't have the best signal. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we got CBs in, in, in all the equipment and uh, every, everybody's talking throughout the day, keeping the beat up. And, you know, if somebody sees something that's messed up, we're going to you know, they're reporting constantly. And uh, <clears throat> as far as the, the communication side, I will say that the, the Canal Stone has it going on. I mean, every door from, you know, the safety department to equipment to HR, you know, you name it. When you make that call, there's not just, you know, if there's one person that's, that's busy or tied up and you're getting a second person, I can promise you that the person on the other end is, is an expert in that field. And it's, there's never a communication breakdown as far as, you know, there might be, I, well, I'm not sure that, 
let me give me a second let me figure some stuff out and i'll call you back with an answer and there's never you know there's never any lost time it's there's pretty much just everybody that's communicating within you know the the company as far as thing that may happen is all ears as well you know? well it's funny it's funny you say that right before this call before this podcast i had a call with uh, your purchasing and your equipment, you know, managers, Aaron uh, Dunlap and, and Brandon Sherman. And we talked through a few items on the fleet front and you guys are really buttoned up there. And, and I had one suggestion and they said, yeah, man, shoot it, send it over our way. We'll talk about it. Then we're going to get with Courtney and then we're going to get with Jonathan and safety and, and HR. And, and I just thought, man, that's a great, like right off the bat, the receptivity to ideas, to, you know, communication from an outside party that they'd never met before, you know, their friendliness, the tone on the phone was really friendly. And, and we've experienced that with every member on the team at Canal. So, I mean, you're talking about it. I've experienced it. The team from, you know, from Scott Insurance, you know, we, we've experienced it with you all. So I, I love the reinforcement of, of what you're saying and, and in, in our actual experience as well. Right. And, and I can, I can say, you know, there's nobody that's within, you know, that I've dealt with with inside the company that isn't willing to help at any point in time, man. Every, everybody's just, they want to see the, they want to see the finish line and they want to, you know, be a part of the you know, the push to get there. Hmm. What, uh, as we wind this recording down, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, some, some of the things you like to do outside of work. You know, maybe one of the things you're going to do this weekend or that you're looking forward to here in the next few weeks. Well, uh, I got to turn that I'd have the side. I'd say I'll probably load the load the wife up. We've got a, um, a newborn right around four and a half months right now. We're going to maybe cruise around and, and you know, let it get a little bit of fresh air. Hopefully this, this weather breaks, but just anything outdoors, man, just, just get home, buzz around on the, on the side by side, just anything to do with the family on the, on the weekend. That's, that's for sure. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's right up my alley as well. I'm, I'm right. Congratulations on the, the newborn. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You look very that's, well uh, rested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't, for my wife i'd say it's it's pretty tough on her you know being gone throughout the week but i tell you what she's a she's an absolute trooper now now is this your first or uh second second man well yep. congratulations on growing your family and sure, thank you thank thanks so much for sharing some of your wisdom and insight and experience with us today it's been really um affirming to me and encouraging to me and i know for other folks tuning in as well to hear hear you know, voice from the field like this. And, and I, I know folks who listen will learn a lot from you. So thanks so much for being willing to share with us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you gentlemen for having me. It was a pleasure. Well, uh, thanks for letting us in your truck. And uh, as Alex said, your, your optimism and, and spirit is infectious. So I see how your crew is productive and uh, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, guys. Well, Good talking to you. And for those listening in, we appreciate you taking the time. Feel free to reach out and we hope to talk to everybody and hear from you guys soon. Take care. Mm -hmm.